1: Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome for part two. If you've just been listening to the hour before, I had a great uh, I'm so excited to introduce you to Craig Richardson today uh, and to introduce you to powerful, powerful message his show. Uh, as well as his journey. And for those of you out there, let me just say this. I get the honor of working with all of our hosts and co-hosts, and it is really uplifting. And I learned so much you know, about what works, what doesn't, how we can be our best people. Craig, of course, is an intuitive life coach. He offices services in hypnotherapy, dream work and analysis, relationship strategies, and He understands the inner workings of things, like the inner workings of us and who we are and how we can step into that space and understand what holds us back, what we need to move forward and how to use all of the tools and training that he has gone through to move people forward. And in today's world, today's world, we need some tools. We need to know how to do that. We think we've got it, and then we find ourselves in interesting scenarios and situations which we didn't see coming. And from all of that, it's about building up the greatest and the largest and the most available toolkit you can find. Today, we're going to take a journey from mind to heart. And what does it look like? To have this amazing family career and spiritual path what the journey has been like for Craig and what he's bringing to the table to help all of you Craig it's great to have you welcome
2: well thank you very much Dr. Pat I appreciate the opportunity to be here
1: well you're getting ready to kick your sh- kick your show off so that's really, I am and, that's and,
2: and, a thing and you and your your folks behind you have been wonderful to work with the last couple couple months now I guess it was October that we first signed this up yeah. and it's great so I'm, I'm ready ready to go new year new show right
1: and it's a powerful show. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to you about one of the questions I've been asking people for uh, now we're in 2021. So it's 17 years, but it's one of the questions I came out of the gate with then. And it had to do with my own stuckness when the show wasn't the Dr. Pat show. It was crust busting your way to an awesome life. And I realized how literally stuck I was. And this opportunity came along to really do something I'd never done before. But here's the question. I mean, I just barely touched on all the things you do in the world, but it doesn't come without rising up, pulling yourself up out of the potholes. What are some of the challenges and obstacles you had to overcome to bring you to this very moment?
2: Well, I think we all face that in alchemy. They have a term as above, so below, or (laughs) or so internally, so externally. And so I think your question is not only how do we, as an individual, face these obstacles, but let's face it, we as a culture have faced these very same obstacles. I mean, those I was born in the early '60s. I know you were you're a little bit a little bit older than that, but you know, this whole our whole lifetime has been nothing but. A series of challenges, and, and and in some ways, questioning the official narrative. Because what what has happened is that what goes on and what we've been fed, sort of externally, didn't line up internally with we who we are as human beings. And so, for for me, anyway, I grew up in a, in a traditional home outside of Boston, Mass. I came from my family had been in Massachusetts in sixteen. Well, I had ancestors on the Mayflower, I had Irish ancestors that came, in eight so we'd been there a long time with the same kind of messaging. And you know, you need to get a good good education a good career and a good college and then you get your house and then your you know your, your wife or house whatever order and then the kids and the dog and and in the end I, I don't think as we sort of evolve consciously that would that was enough for us it may have been enough 100 years ago you know when and particularly and than 100 years ago that you had the, the industrial revolution where everybody was actually working they didn't even have time to think but I think that's one of the luxuries of where we are, and it's not the luxury of our technology, it's the luxury of our human consciousness that we actually now have the time to question, hey, are, are these narratives, is this who we are as humans? I mean, is this what we're supposed to do? And I think that's a lot, a lot of the obstacles that you mentioned and that we all in, in, endure in a, in, a, in a spiritual journey are bumping up against those narratives.
1: And I, and I I, think too, when you talk about that, we really are bumping up against them. And, you know, let me ask you this question too. You know, your path, your journey, right? Your movement through life. You know, sometimes people see us and, and it sounds like we have just gotten on one of these water slides and just slid our way through. But what, was your journey like where did it start for you and how did you know or perhaps when did you know that thing that you just said that here you are moving right along on the outside you look really good but there's something not getting fulfilled.
2: Well, I think part of it, you know, for my journey has always been to find out the truth or what it all is. And, and and I think for a while, and Carl Jung talks about the two halves of your life. In that first half, you're sort of setting yourself up. You're following that same script I talked about. And then at some point, you have a midlife crisis, or or, or as somebody I read at the time said a midlife transition, which is a little more a little softer way of saying it. And, and, and Carl Jung says in that second half, and when you go through like what a butterfly, go, a caterpillar goes through to become a butterfly, it's a very painful time. So so the underlying drive for me has been just to kind of figure it all out. And, and I thought I come from a political family and I thought it was politics, which is what ended up. I ended up in Washington. And then it doesn't take very long here to realize that this, you know, this isn't the answer. Um, but I did try to follow that script. I, I did get, you know, I had married, I got, I had children, but there's always been an element to me. And, and I think the best way I can describe it is what my father used to say to me. He, he said, there's a right way, there's a wrong way. And then there's Craig's way. And, you know, I, I've had an element of that. And as I look back, one of the courses I took recently was at looking at your own mythology, your own personal history. And, and I have a grandfather who was, you know, I don't know how many generations of Richardson's and he, you know, he went to Harvard and the whole thing, but instead of, you know, marrying the Endicott or the Peabody's, he went out and married a first generation Irish woman <laughs> in, in the 1920s. And not only was it sort of a class thing, but, but it was a Catholic Protestant thing. And, they had to elope they had and my father was half half Catholic, um, half Irish, half English Half, and I, I, I look now the more I kind of come out now on this and I look back at my own mythology my own family I, I look to him he actually be, I didn't know him he died in March of 1961 I was born in June of the 62 following year but I, I have a, as, as I went through and cleared out my parents house they passed away last my mom last year and my dad mm-hmm. a couple of years, I, I came across a lot of letters that my grandfather had written. Mm-hmm. And I sort of started to, to look at him as a, as a man and what he went through. And, and I saw a lot of symbolism and a lot of similarities between me and him. And for, for whatever reason, you know, God put us on the earth to do, you know, sometimes you're meant to be one of those to go along, get along, and sometimes you're not.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, you know, isn't it fascinating when we look back? I know I went through the same thing with my family. and. <clears throat> And finding out a lot of things I didn't know from letters, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and they were so insightful. But there was an intuitive sense of knowing, let's say. You know, there's some intuitive sense. And, and I, I talked about this, you know, as well as you being an intuitive coach. There's this intuitive sense of that. What if you think? What have you discovered along the way to help you follow that intuitive sense? What have you discovered about that?
2: Well, I, I think when we talked about the initial the, the initial programming from the culture, one of the things I think is missing is it's in, in, you know, there's a lots of names for it, whether it's materialism or or utilitarianism. But one of the things I discovered as I had my first child was that we are not just a body. And so I think the first major discovery is that we are a mind, body, and soul. Yeah. And what you find out in the in, in the mainstream culture, if you want to call it that is that they really, in, in our health care system has a problem with this as well. And it didn't always, but it's but for the last 70 or 80 years, it's only looked at us as material, flesh and blood, organs, cells. And, and we are so much more than that. So I think the first step is to discover, hey, we're, we're we're a trinity. We are mind, body, and soul. And if we only deal with one side of this, if we only deal with, with the material aspect, we're missing two thirds of who we are as a human being. And, and so for me, I found actually, ironically, a friend said, I converted to the Catholic church officially in 2000. And my friend said everybody else was leaving then. So again, <laughs> <crazy way. laughs> um, so for me, I, I, that's when I had a sort of a spiritual, sort of a spiritual transition for me. And and and, and, I, and I got a master's in Catholic theology at the time because I was very interested in the church. I'm a historian, I love history. So I, the church history was a whole nother layer. I knew American history like the back of my hand, but in Western European history, but but to look back at 2000 years yeah. Uh, I found it fascinating, and then you know the traditions of the church and the and the saints. I really, I really kind of fell in love with some of the saints and the orders um, as well. But but what I realized was that that spirituality, at least for me personally, and I think for everybody, whatever that might look like, um, is is an important component of our journey because I think that's that subtle, small voice that, yeah. that ultimately drives us out of the corporate world, that drives us out of the law firms. Yep. It's, even if it's opening a bed and breakfast in West Virginia, whatever, that's that little quiet voice of God basically saying, this isn't what I created you for, basically.
1: Yeah, I, I find this interesting, too, because in 2000, uh, fascinating year, right? I found myself, grew up Catholic, right? Dominican nuns, Catholic boarding school at a young age, got thrown out of Catholic boarding school <laughs> at a young age, uh, because I claimed to have talked i i i claim that jesus in the ninth station across talked to me uh which in fact was an interesting idea because it actually did happen in that way i mean honestly it was one of those stories i'm in church i'm looking up i'm six years old and all i heard was your mom is with me and and you mm-hmm. know long story short when i got to mother superior she had a note my mom had just died but here we go 2000 left the church but I came back, but I came back differently,
3: mm-hmm.
1: right? And when we, come, when we come back from break, I want to talk with you about what it looks like when we revisit things, right? When we have an internal transformation and we see things differently, what does it mean to step into the full nature of being a spiritual being? Let's take a short break. Everybody, we'll be right back with Craig.
2: Are you ready to shift your current beliefs about death from debilitating pain and loss? Follow Angie Corbett Kuyper as she shares that through choice, present moment awareness, and keeping an open mind. Anything is possible, even in death. Tune in to Beyond Proof Radio with Angie, redefining death and loss every first Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more, visit BeyondProof.com.
3: Are you ready to put down that drink or drug for good? Are you struggling to maintain your recovery from addictive behaviors? Do you need help with a family member or loved one who's in early recovery or battling addiction? Get the help and guidance you need by arranging a recovery recharged phone session with me, Ellen Stewart. Are you a feminine entrepreneur and you're tired of being stuck in the making just enough money trap? I hear you. I'm Julie Steelman, and I just released a brand new masterclass about how to unlock the three secrets to creating a financial breakthrough in your business. Come on over to calledbyfreedom.com. I'm going to walk you through the three things you need to do to create that financial breakthrough you've been craving. Come on over to calledbyfreedom.com.
0: Are you ready to become an unstoppable force of love in the world? Then don't miss the Creative Empowerment Show, Invoking Radical Love with Rachel Chase, live every month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Rachel shares tools, stories, and meditations to spark the flame of profound wisdom within you. If you want to awaken your superpowers and activate your heart, visit RachelChase.com. It's time to shake out your money making truth on soul wisdom abundance with Jennifer Bloom, creating wealth from spiritual health on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show is more than your roadmap to success, it's your compass to abundance through joy and ease. Jennifer Bloom teaches you about the soul's relationship to money and wealth and how improving that relationship serves both you and the world. Learn more at JenniferBloom.com.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on right here on the Dr. Pat show. I want to just tell you, I'm really excited about Craig and the show he is getting ready to do and we're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, Today, what we're talking about is what does the journey look like? What does it look like mind to heart? What does it look like, a family, a career, a spiritual path? What does that look like? What are some of the experiences that we have where we learn from it? And then we have to make a decision. Where do I go? Do I go left? Do I go right? How do I make decisions about my own spiritual nature and what it means to be, um, you know, this earth skin person that's really spiritual? What does all that mean? And also, you're going to get more of Craig Richardson in his fabulous show, the second and fourth Friday at 9 Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio. Um, Craig, how do people find out more about you? And are you excited about the show?
2: Oh, absolutely. You know, this is a new year. We have, fortunately, 2020 behind us. 2020 is hindsight, right? So now this is... (laughs) It was a little blurry last year. I think this year is going to be my buzzword and my Sesame street word of the year for this is going to be clarity. I think I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but I think we're going to have clarity this year and it's going to help us do exactly what you said is to find out which direction to go in. And, you know, hopefully my show will get into some of those things with, with myself and and then the guests that I bring on there to present that, Uh, to answer your question. My website is Craig E. And, you know, everything there should be there in terms of my contact. And I just put up a page uh, over the break for heart to minds, so there's a tab at the top, and they can find find all that.
1: Um, we're going to talk about this in a minute. We're going to talk about heart to mind and what that means because it's important for us to take that journey and look at that. But you and I during a break, we were we were talking about. I was sharing about my uncle Al, Uncle Al, Uncle Ralph. Benny met him, <laughs> and uh, that was the show where Benny had to bleep out the Italian cuss words. Um,
2: <laughs> That's but, a common adjective, but
1: <laughs> I know, right? Uh, Look, we go through this life, some of us, and I wanted to be a nun. Yeah. I know. Benny's like, what? I, want, I really did. I was a really young kid, and I just loved what I was learning, right, as a Catholic, Italian Catholic, right? And I loved it. But it got to a point where I didn't love it anymore, mm-hmm. especially... When you get to the point where you, where you know what's going on with you and you're told it didn't. But the point is this. One door may shut, but it doesn't mean we shut ourselves to our spiritual path. Can you talk about how that was for you and how it led you to where you are today?
2: Sure. And I, and I think part of that mind to heart as well is to be to open to what ultimately Carl Jung describes as synchronicities and, and mm. to use that like a phrase that one I'm sure you heard in Catholic, Catholic circles was, you know, when God shuts a door, he opens a window. And, and I think you have to be open to that. I, I think the first, as I said before, that first voice that you're hearing that, that uncomfortableness, and maybe it's during mass or maybe it's something. And, and when you start getting those pangs of, you know, I, I, I mean, and I'm not, I have plenty of friends that have, you know, still in the church and they love it and, and, but but if that you're one of those people like you know this this there's something not adding up and I and I'll talk a little later I had that same kind of experience over 15 years and then I went on a whole bunch of different things but I think you first have to be honest with I mean spirituality is such a personal thing because it is really a relationship personally with with you know God or the universe or intimate to what do you want to call it and 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 it's different for everybody and so I think the first thing you have to do is to be open to listening to that voice even if it goes against you know, the culture and your family and everything else, because as you were describing with your uncle, Al, you know, who's who had all the crucifix crucifix all over the house yeah. that I'm leaving. You know, we had the same thing with the picture of the Pope and the cruise. You know, there's and there's a lot of trappings that come with it. I enjoyed that. You know, when I first joined in there and, and the saints itself, I love the saints. Like I said, they're like, your are you know they're like the Avengers. I mean, they were your heroes, right? Yes,
1: that's it. Exactly. <laughs>
2: uh, and, and I think you can still hold on to that, but I think you need to listen to, you know, for me, I, I went to daily mass for a long time and I and I did I did love some of the trap trappings, but for also I, I and I that's for me where the mind to the heart. I think I, as I started getting down that journey, it was I wasn't resonating sort of spiritually and I and I wanted more and I wanted different things. And I still think you can do that. And some people bring in some Eastern religion and they'll bring in yoga. But like I said, I, I think for everybody it's a personal thing and they need to but the, the most important thing is you have to listen to that voice. I, I wish and maybe your path would have been different in, in maybe it was the right word. but I wish when you said my mother, I just heard my mother through the ninth station, which I, w- I should know, I can't remember which one that is, but it's when he falls
1: down for the third time.:
2: Oh, the last time.
1: The last time, and he when you see it in the Catholic Church, right, he's, he's looking, right? He's got the cross and he's down and he's looking. And I was right eyeball with him, and I heard the words, do "'t something like, "Don't worry." your mother is with me. And I pulled on sister, Michael Anthony, right? Like, and you never, because my parents forgot to pick me up over the weekend. So here I am, I'm this little kid and you know, on the weekends they pray, we're in church a lot and I'm in there and I just pulled on her and boy, she never liked me to begin with. I'll tell you that right (laughs) now. And then she dragged me to mother superior and I walked in and mother superior, I'll never forget. I could tell you exactly what she looked like today. And we walked in and Sister Michael Anthony was like, last for me, she's doing it again. She's think she's telling everybody she's talking to Jesus. And Mother Superior lifted up her head in her tears. And she had a note. And the note said that Anna Basile passed away. Mm. Right? And it was November 22nd. And so that then presents a problem, doesn't it?
2: Well, and it breaks my heart to think of you in that situation and think about if you had that same scenario only when, even before she, you found out she took you out outside, she said, hey, we got to go through the stations and she talked to you about that and said, so, well, what did you, hear? I mean, th- think about what would happen if she empowered you. Oh. I mean, one of the things that, that we do with our children is we t- try to make them conformist and, and actually kids are the most intuitive. And you'll hear plenty of people that had spiritual, or they had messages from the other side, or they were they were clairvoyant, and we kind of beat it out of them—not physically, but we, we, oh, well, that's crazy. But but think about it if you instead of doing that, you embrace them. I mean, that's their creativity as well, and we said, you know, that's a wonderful thing. Pat, what what did he say? And and, and I mean, that would have been a far different experience for you if they had, if they had done that, and, and, and instead, and that's where I'm talking about bumping up against the conformity of the society.
1: Well, you know, what's fascinating about it, I look back from that, and it wasn't the first time. And, and, you know, the reason that this was such a thing, right, (laughs) look, first of all, I'm underage in a Catholic boarding school, one of the toughest around in New Jersey, right? And I was there because my mom was really, really sick. And later on in life, I found out what really went on with her. But here you are, and you may be hearing the voice of the God that you believe in whatever that is you really may be hearing it and you're absolutely right what if we were to empower those that do hear this what if we were to do that isn't that a large part of your journey and where you're coming to today as well Craig
2: yeah because again I you know I came out of that mold of the you know, the northeastern I know not too far in New Jersey Massachusetts it was that it was this yeah. is what you do like I described and and at least for me, and it's in you as well, if you look at your career, it, it wasn't enough. And so, but, I, but I, I don't want to underestimate that we're that the entire culture is going through that. We're going from this, whether you, I read Saint, uh, Maureen St. Germain's book over the summer called Waking Up in 5D. So the whole culture, whatever, whatever you want to describe it, but we were transitioning from a 3D polarity division, you know, do it my way or the highway way, sort of male patriarchal top down to a more much more horizontal love compassion harmony that's what this is this is what this transition is it's not going to be easy it probably go on beyond past our lifetime yeah Uh, if you believe in reincarnation we actually signed up for this time I I like to joke with people that I'm gonna have a long talk with myself on the other side I mean I couldn't have picked (laughs) the renaissance and been a king or something and maybe I was but anyway uh, you know this is not a time for the faint of heart we've had to make and it's in and we 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 need as we make our journey, and this is what I hope my show can do. We need to help and show and lead others that that it's okay, that it's okay, and that the best thing you can do is to be authentic to yourself, because in the end, that's really all that matters. Because because if if you're not happy with something, then you need to look at it and you need to figure out why, and you need to move on.
1: I want to talk to you about this when we come back, because what I'm noticing is, and I did this, I did a little. I don't want to call it a study, but I did a little. Uh, probing, investigating. A friend of mine made a comment to me once. And I think it was like, not last year, but uh, 2019. And they they asked me, they said, Pat, what do you make of all of this de-demonizing and humanizing those that we know to be evil? For example, the devil, Lucifer. And I thought, wow, that's an interesting thought. And then I sat down and I looked at what our pop culture is doing, and and I want to really tap into the energy of this because what is the expression? Where there's smoke, there's fire. Fire, yeah. And when a generalized population of humans start to look at a different side of things, I often wonder: Is it the chicken or the egg? What has come first? Are we? getting seeds of consciousness planted in us or is it the other way around i'm gonna have craig talk about that (laughs) i can't wait to have him talk about it maybe you could talk about what edgar casey thinks about that let's take a short break everybody we'll be right back with craig richardson
0: (laughs) did you know that all of the shows on the transformation radio network are available as podcasts to stream or download (laughs) really check us out go to transformationradio.fm We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something
2: for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. Learn how to lead a happier life on Miles to Go with Brittany Miles. How to lose to gain it all. Join Brittany every second and fourth Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Listen as coach and healer Brittany Miles share stories that teach you about surrender. For more information about Brittany, MilesToGoCoaching.com.
0: Tune into the show Heart Change Consciousness with me, Dr. Trish Rosher, as stories of inspired activism come to life listening to conversations with your favorite authors, changemakers, and many more who practice inspired spiritual activism and transform vulnerabilities into sources of strength. Let's be inspired together through my show, Heart Change Consciousness, on TransformationTalkRadio.com.
1: What would you do with the power of community? How do you create your own rituals? Tune in to Living Your Gifts with me, Susan Huff. Ancient Applications for Modern Times, the second Wednesday of each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Our lives begin with the stories we are told and the stories we tell ourselves. Storytelling is the key. To learn more about me, visit
3: LivingYourGifts.com. That's LivingYourGifts.com.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. And I'm so excited about Craig's upcoming show. Uh, we mentioned it to to you, uh, here, but we're going to mention it again. And I want you all to know it's every second and fourth Friday at 9am Pacific on transformation talk, talk radio. That's also noon Eastern. I should say that. Um, and, uh, Craig, before we go ahead, how do people find out about you? Because I want them to also get involved in the work that you're doing because, you you know, you are truly on a journey and you've studied and you practice and you really have taken in some of our heroes, the Carl Jung's of the world, Joseph Campbell's, the hero's journey. But you're bringing that to your show as well, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Again, my my website is the best way now, craigerichardson.com. And, and I have a link there to a menu on the top that'll get to the show. But, you know, we're all on, on a hero's journey or heroine's journey. Um, and Joseph Campbell, for those who you don't know, was he uh, taught at Sarah Lawrence school for 40 years. He probably didn't grow up too far from here. He was in New York area. I think mm-hmm. he too came from a big Irish uh, family, maybe Irish Catholic. And, you know, he kind of, he said he followed his, his buzzword was bliss. He said, and when everybody boils it down, what do you need to do to, to have a happy life? He says, follow your bliss. Um, and his bliss was studying mythologies across the world. And he was pretty early on. I mean, he, there's a wonderful Bill Moyer series that we I had to watch as part of my last mythology class that was filmed in 88 at, at Luke Skywalker Ranch, which was uh, George Lucas's ranch. Um, Joseph Campbell was a consultant to Lucas on the first Star Wars movie because it was so that's why that movie was so popular, because there was so much archetypes and mythology wrapped into that 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 we hadn't seen as a culture in a long time but it resonated with us because it's part of but of who we are um so joseph campbell says basically follow your own bliss follow your bliss what is that and he he ended up and you know probably came from a large catholic family i don't think he had any kids he, he studied this all the time taught at, uh, at at this college and he lived in hawaii on probably on the on the ocean so yeah. um but but his point is that as he looked at all of these seemingly diverse cultures around the world they all had the same stories they might have been told in different languages Sanskrit or mayan or what or even catholicism or 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 the bible judeo-christian but they're all the same stories and 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 that's why they still resonate with us because they are us
1: yeah and you know this is really what i was referencing to before uh when we were talking is uh, you know this is a chicken and egg question for me it's are we are we the generators the idea generators or are we being given seeds by which to follow and you and i were talking during the break and you know i'm fan i i'm just absolutely in awe by how our pop culture now is is looking for heroes and superheroes and if you think about the movies that have come out over the past, I'd say seven or eight years and the trend of those, right? We really want to find the heroes. And you know, in 2020, we found a lot of them. Mm
2: -hmm. We
1: found a lot of heroes, right? Right. Do you think when things happen like what happened in 2020, I know for me, it took a really devastating thing in my life to crack me open. What do you think about that? Do we have to go through that level of pain to transform?
2: Well, you know, it's funny. I was an athlete in my earlier life and they used to say no pain, no gain, right? That was, the. <laughs> that was. I, I think there is an element to that. And, and again, I go back to Carl Young, who was one of my favorite people who I came across in my studies, uh, who talked about that and in that half, that midlife of your life. And you know, we call that midlife crisis, but I, there has to be an element to that, I think, in order for you to, to come out the other side, because the more that you're entrenched in things that really aren't who you are personally, mm-hmm. the more difficult, the more the severe the pain is it, to get out. And that, and I hate to say it, but it may be a marriage. I mean, there may be, there, there are so many changes that come along. That, that may not be fulfilling you to find your own bliss. And then I'm not saying, you know, people should, should do that uh, without much thought about it, but there is that, I mean, you're not the same person anymore. So, no. but, but, the, but the other interesting thing that Carl Jung talks about, which is ironic as you talk about pop culture, because mm-hmm. so he says, as we go through that, our process is a process of individuation. In other words, we're becoming the individuals that God intended us to. And it's only when that we get to that stage of individuation, I might be an artist, you know, my real love is art, it isn't, but you know, or I might be a pianist, or I might, uh, you know, I might like poetry, and I suddenly realize that's really what fulfills me. It's only when you get to that point, then that you can actually become part of a community. The, that's the, that's the uh, dichotomy, that's the, the, the paradox, is that the more you become individual, the more able you are to become part of a community. And I think the challenge what we talk about with the pop culture and why I say that's that's kind of a challenge, is because that's trying to almost do a one size fits all. That's I mean it, you know social media has everybody says, oh, we're we're really in tune and we're in play. It's really a very easy thing to manipulate. It's a very easy thing to get people to you know buy into and 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 ju- and rate and judge themselves based on a post. And that's not I don't think that's what Carl Jung's talking about.
1: No. And, you know, let's stay with this thought for a moment, because I know I get asked this, and I wonder if you get asked the same thing, Craig. When people looked at who we were, me, my corporate experience, corporate executive, independent consultant, really known for my reengineering skill, I totally reengineered all of the utility systems here in Snohomish County, PUD. Benny, I bet you didn't know that. (laughs) Um, they see that part of me and I get asked, I don't get asked much anymore, but I used to get asked for about 10 years, my first 10 years. What the heck happened to you? What did you do? And and my friends, right from the East Coast, from Jersey, uh, did, what did you do? Did you find Jesus? What happened to you? You know, how did you go from that? Then you go back to school then you study this depressing thing and then what do you positive talk what's wrong with you yeah and i got to tell you for the first couple years in my relationship and i started to pay for airtime like a lot of money they wanted to send me to they wanted to send me to talk to a psychoanalyst or something but it felt so right for me to stay the course with follow your bliss
2: Well, I I think you've described, and I I probably won't do it justice, but Plato has the concept of the cave where everybody's kind of facing inward (laughs) inside a cave, and that's humanity. And you were the ones, you were ones that dared to go outside and say, hey, you know, that's not that reflection and all that, or that's just a reflection. There's a beautiful world out there. But if you're still stuck in the cave and you're looking in the wrong direction, it's very threatening for you. You've, you've undercut their whole worldview. And, 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 fear, as we're seeing a lot of going around is the most powerful weapon to keep people entrenched in where they are. So again, I think they just have to be daring enough. They don't have to, I mean, you're a pioneer and you're a trendsetter, but they don't have to go out and start their own network, but they just have to They have to take baby steps. I mean, if you're in a corporate world and you're not fulfilled, then, then try something on the weekends, go down into a homeless shelter, or go take care of adopted dogs or something. I mean, do something where you're giving back. That's the whole thing. That's the yeah. whole. it's not about profits and it's not about climbing the corporate ladder. In fact, it's the exact opposite. How, how can you help somebody who's, who's downtrodden or just needs a, just needs a smile. I mean, you can do it just walking down the street.
1: You're so right about that. You know, when I moved to Seattle, I was disappointed at four different levels. I thought I was going to go to UW. They shut down the program. I didn't. Um, I was rejected by every doctoral program except one. And they put me on a waiting list. So I sat in Seattle, drank coffee and walked my dog and rode my Harley for a year. Um, my friend dragged me out of the house and said, you're going to work with me. And little did I know that what she did was soul vinyl siding. And I was the go-to front person got bit by two dogs in the experience of doing that. Um, but I got out and we're living in extraordinary times. I want to ask you this question because you got out too. And what I mean is you got out, you got out and said, I'm going to do this. And you launched an intuitive life coaching practice You work with people all over the world. You do dream work. You know, you stepped into that. Do you recall having an aha moment or was it like me and I dialed the wrong phone number and I just decided to pay 10 grand to do a radio show? I I
2: don't know. I think I'm still waiting for the actual aha moment. So you have to step back on me. But but for me, it was, and and I left the Catholic church in 2015 because of a lot of reasons, you know, where we discussed where I just didn't feel fulfilled. And so I, I didn't, I guess one thing I never had was the five-year plan or the three-year plan. I I just kind of went, I mean, I I had a, fortunately I had a consulting business in public affairs that kind of kept the the lights on, Yeah. Um, but it didn't require a ton of time. I could do, you know, as we all sort of started going much more virtual, I mean, I've been sort of doing virtual forever, but, you know, I was able to have that extra time. And so I, you know, I made the mistake of if I ever had too much time, I started Googling stuff. That's how I got into hypnotherapy. I found alchemy. I found the Bhagavad Gita, ultimately the spiritualist church, Edgar Casey—that all came from intuition, from you know, googling and finding programs that I could sign up, and you know, I was just kind of becoming a sponge and learned. And and suddenly I turned around at one point. I said, "Well, I have a, a certification in hypnotherapy, and you know, I've got a, now I have a master's in transpersonal psychology." Mm-hmm. So it just seemed to fit uh, what I did. But as I said, I, I think the best thing to do is is to not script it too much. Just yeah. try to. To follow you know follow your bliss and and, and, and for me it's, it's the beauty of our time is a couple of keystrokes, and you can find what if you want to learn how to plant flowers you know my kids learn how to play guitar off of youtube i mean if you want to you want to learn something today it's so easy
1: yeah i i, I learned how to practice my ping pong strokes off of youtube <laughs> it's the best thing I ever invented i want to ask you about this and i think i want to go ahead and skip the break benny uh olivia if you don't mind I want to jump to mind to heart. Okay. I want to talk about mind to heart. And I love how bold that is. Um, And I would expect that from you for a lot of reasons. Um, I sat across from Gloria Steinem a number of years ago when in my HR career. And thanks to Linda, I got to have lunch with her. And I remember how nervous I was, you know. Years later during the show, I ended up giving her an award, but I remember how nervous. And I looked into those big glasses, you know, like Gloria Steinem Mm -hmm. with the glasses. And I said, I'm stuck. Now, this is at a a lunchroom table. My boss is there, right? But I really was. I was at a point where my 24-year career, going from the mailroom to an executive, I was emotionally stuck. And she looked at me, Craig. And she said, I challenge you to do something outrageous every day of your life.
2: <laughs> That's a great I one. challenge
1: you to do that. And that was my takeaway. Some days doing something outrageous means not something enormous. But for me in that moment, do you think here you are in your life that the energy of doing something outrageous Is that what's leading you to bringing this powerful message of mind to heart? What are you sensing is your call now in the world?
2: Well, let me, it's a good segue for me to give you an explanation where I came up with that name. And you and I worked through it a number of ones that I'd come up with. Yeah. So I was at one of a spiritual event. I might have been in, I went to Arthur Finley, which is college in the UK, which is kind of the Harvard of the mediums, the spiritualist church. And I I was in a week-long program there. And I was, you know, part of my journey has always been the intellect. It's always been asking why and how does this work? And I'm a big, you know, I love those international spy movies, you know, about who, you know, the dies double-crossing somebody else or, you know, and uh, great times to be alive, by the way, right now. But but she kind of looked at me and laughed because I was asking a bunch of things. And she said, let me just boil it down to you. Our spiritual journey is a path from our mind to our heart. And it's that simple. And you need to get out of your head, basically. We spend so much time, and particularly us, maybe I'm a little bit more on the introverted side, and that's why I go spend Google time. And I, I love to just, like, I used to love to read and figure figure stuff out. And like, why is that? And I think what she was saying was, no, that's that's not it. That's You need to get out of here, and you need to get in here. And then I studied some of Dr. Joe Dispenza, who I'm sure you know. Oh yeah. He talks all about that being a neurological thing and that there's just as many intellectual cells in your heart as in is, And that's where your, you know, your intuition is down here a little bit or up here too, but you need to listen to that. And, and so that what I'm hoping to do with my show through some of my own training, my own experience is to bring on guests that can, who have made that, or at least are on their way down to their heart that they've, and, and I think you're a classic example that you left the corporate world. You could have been the you know, fortune 50 CEO or whatever that well, you could have done that, but you didn't because you listened to your heart. Yeah. And, and, and I don't mean that sort of like, you know, okay, I'm gonna listen to my heart and I'm gonna, I'm gonna give up my mortgage and leave my house and my kids. Right. I mean, so there has to be a balance. That's my first warning. Um, and, it, and it, and it can be baby steps like uh, Gloria Stein was telling you. And I think the outrageous thing, what that piece of it was probably, and hopefully we're, we're, we're segwaying out of that. Because it was outrageous to do something against the common narrative, the popular narrative. Now, I hope it's not as—I hope it's you know—in twenty twenty one. Now, I hope it's not as as to, to, to be as outrageous to try to follow your heart.
1: And I'm with you on that. I really hope that. And and um, and and this is really. Let me just call it this. This is for me, as I think about 2021 and every year I go through this and I I don't know if you have a practice that you go through this and, you know, I think about, um, I have a vision board, right? I don't Mm -hmm. call it a vision board, but that's what people know it as. It's been very powerful in my life for me. I could, If I had more time, I would share stories with you about this thing. Of course, I put lights on it. You could see I'm a twinkly light person. <laughs> I
2: can see in the background. <laughs> I know.
1: Well, you should see what's going on over here. Uh, Olivia would have a fit if I had this kind of lighting over here. But here's what I, I, I want to talk to you about in the time we have left. I've been through a lot of things in my life. 2020 is one of them. But what I've seen in humanity, despite what's in the headlines, despite what we're seeing in our political agendas, despite all of that, I'm so struck by the heroes that have come forward. Some Mm -hmm. of them have lost their lives. Um, You know, this weekend, um, we had a personal, what we thought was going to be a personal tragedy here in our family. Mm -hmm and um it didn't turn out to be like that but it's going to be in the near future we're going to lose somebody really close to us uh, who's been around for a really long time and the reality of that was hard uh three of my friends lost family members to covid um but yet we're seeing the best of humanity in places how do we cultivate more of that, Craig?
2: Well, I, I think one of the, the keys, and I don't want to sound trite, and I'm, I'm sorry for what, what you're going through, and I know a number of people are, but, but I think the best thing, and I tell all my clients, is to turn off the news. Turn off the, oh, written, God, yeah. turn off the social media, and, and because I think what that's, you know, as we try to live more out of our heart that's not our heart and, and as we try to live in 5d that's not 5d that's 3d and, and i had to do this myself because i was a, you know i grew up in politics i lived 30 minutes or 15 minutes in washington dc um i realized that it got me angry one way or the other and i realized that you know my my role and all of our roles isn't to be here and to be angry and, and let's face it they're selling advertisement and they do a lot of that on purpose so my first advice is, is to, because I think, and I, I, I may sound like a small point, but I think once you do that, then you can see that there's this wonderful world out there. And a friend of mine gave it up over, over the holidays, and I just saw her yesterday at church, at the Spirit's Church. And she's like, oh, that happened, that happened. Oh, I kind of forgot. And you suddenly realize there's more time in the day, and you're suddenly waving to the mailman. And, I, I mean, so I think you need to do those things, whether it's turn the media off, spend time every morning meditating take some of these ancient practices and then just try to be there for other people. Because I don't think that has ever changed. I I don't think that, I mean, we, we talk about the world war II generation. I mean, our heroes. Um, I think it's, a uh, one of the songs I love Gordon Lightfoot, uh, sings or somebody heroes often fail. Mm. They they fail by modern standards or by the culture standards. It doesn't even have to be modern. You can be in the reformation period or whatever. But the heroes are the ones that are willing to do what it, what nobody else is, and that's what's happening with COVID, as you mentioned, the, the, the healthcare workers, and they're going in every day. They're in the front lines. Uh, our soldiers bef- before us did that, um, and, and I, so I don't think any of that. And that's what Jesus says quite plainly: love knows love knows nothing greater than to lay your life down for a friend, and and we all do that. Mothers do that on a daily basis, fortunately, oh. laying their lives down. But but uh, you know, and 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 family members do that for each other, and friends do. That. I mean, that's authentic living that's 5d living that's that's living from your heart when you do things for other people because that's that's what it's all about in the end
1: you know it's interesting we're talking about this uh because i was given a gift many years ago and i think this really calls to your show um and i want to just take a moment you have a show on friday so let everybody know about that let's talk a little bit about what the first show is going to be about if we could
2: I am delighted. We talked about the hero and the hero's journey and yeah. I had a wonderful mentor. Her name is Ray Mathis. She's a, she is a renaissance woman of all sorts. She's a uh, Southern Baptist, found Edgar Casey somewhere along the line. Actually, I didn't realize until I saw her bio that she was a literally a rocket scientist. She and her husband are a rocket scientist with NASA. But, but somehow, you know, as the Gloria Steinem era in your era, they, she got into this kind of spirituality when there were very few women at all getting into this. But she also has a wonderful background and his studied Carl Jung as well, Edgar Casey, Joseph Campbell. So she's going to help me frame the entire show. She's going to talk about the hero's journey from somebody who's really not only studied it intensely, but she's lived it. And, and I think it's a wonderful first show. She does a lot of astrology now as well. And she sends these monthly newsletters out. And so she's going to talk about what it means, what a hero's journey is, what the importance is, why, why we are all living it in a way, what that means for us. And then we're going to get into her, her own journey, which is a fascinating one
1: yeah I'm excited for you and I'm excited for your show and I'm so glad that you made that decision to take this out into the world Um, I know for me in 2004 six months after the wrong phone number and then being approached by this station KKNW before we launched the network I didn't even think about it the answer was going to be yes yes The first time I got behind a mic and literally went in, sat across from Benny, who's here today. This is our 17th year together. It was like breathing for me. Mm -hmm. And it's still like that to me. I'm more excited today about what we're doing than I was 16 or 17 years ago. What excites you as you look ahead? What excites you most about your journey now?
2: Well, it's almost I, almost, I saw this image of a Baton and, and you, the women like you and, and, and men for that matter, but my mother went to work when I was in kindergarten and she had to for financial reasons, but yeah. I look, she never, it wasn't like a thing that, oh, I have to do this to to express myself. It, so I look at women like you and others that have come along. I mean, I almost feel like for us, it's like you guys have already op- paved the path and, and now we have the technology to do it with the, with the zoom and everything else. So I, I'm really excited because I think that when I did my life's purpose uh work with Ray it was another course I took with her I came up with a symbol that part of my role is to be a torch bearer a light for others um Gemini have Mercury in the first house a whole bunch of stuff I learned about Mercury Gem- Mercury's all about communication so I mean that's why I'm I'm here is to help other people really take the baton and not that you're giving it up but to take at least a hold of that baton and, and continue to walk forward and to get people that's why your network is so beautiful it's, it's to make that decision to live an authentic life, to follow your bliss. And that's what I hope to bring to people through the show.
1: You know, I, I I am so looking forward to what you are gonna bring because I gotta tell you, Craig, this is really m- much needed. Um, I was going to leave the show six months after I started it in 2004 from the pressure of my relationship and, You should be making money with your doctorate. You shouldn't be forking out tens of thousands of dollars. You've lost your mind. And I started to doubt myself. Now, I now know the way spirit works. When you're on your right path, it's going to be hard to leave it. And I came down with a mystery disease. Mm. I couldn't do anything but this. So that took away that. But today we need other messages in other ways, and I think that's you know for me. I know that's what you're doing. As you look ahead, what is your personal message for today?
2: I think with all that's going on, the message is hope. I mean, yeah, it's not a lost. I mean, it's not a lost cause at all. We have come so far. I mean, as mm-hmm. we. And again, that gets back to not buying into the all the, the official narrative. We've come so far, you know, and 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 realize that that we we have some time and some places to go but you know embrace where we are and you know we're, this isn't we're, we're going to be okay in the end and we are going to there are going to be just as there always are there are going to be people that aren't going to make it and and we need to pray for them and, and be with them but we're, we're going to be okay and, and this is this i hope this show is going to be a message of hope and and the hope is what you just talked about doing and lining up with what it is that you were meant to do because there. Because when that happens, you can going to have plates flying and everything else. But if you're doing what you want to do, you have a smile on your face. So,
1: yeah, it's like my uncle Al said, the secret to good eggplant Parmesan, it's in the olive oil. <laughs> That's the takeaway for today. Oh, Craig, thank you so much for joining me. One more time, how do we find out more about you? Please let folks know, give us that information.
2: Sure, the, the website is Craig erichardson.com.
1: Craig, thank you so much. Looking forward to your show on Friday. Um, And the other thing I want to say to you is it's exciting to see what you're bringing to help all of us remember who we really are. That is, I think, our greatest opportunity and could be our greatest challenge. Thank you for doing that.
2: Well, thank you so much for having me and and also i really do do want to say thank you so much for for setting me up on friday like i said i I, i've just walked through the door everything's been set up by you and your staff so i really appreciate everything you've done so thank you yeah
1: we a great team of people i get to be me because benny pushes all the right buttons and olivia knows how to get the frame on here going i'm simplifying it they have to learn a lot craig richardson benny mathers olivia's on our facebook interface all of you you are the best listening audience in the world and we are bringing it in 2021 all right everybody we'll see you next time